Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, leading figures in the world of entertainment, sport, education, community and voluntary sectors verged uh, Stormont's new health minister indeed to, well, take steps that a lot of people are encouraging him to do. Let me speak to Seanine Graham from the Irish News. Seanine's got this on the front page of the paper uh, this morning. Morning, Seanine. Good morning. Uh, stars urge minister to declare suicide a public health emergency. Is this one letter that they've all signed, or have they all been asked to sign, all been asked to write letters to to the minister? How is this working? Uh, well, this originally came from the Belfast boxer. The idea, uh, Michael Conlon, who was so moved by the um, story of an eleven-year-old boy who reportedly took his own life through suicide in the north of the city. You will recall um, over the last few weeks um, there's been a number of suicides in in North Belfast and um, this particular, uh, this tragedy, um, Michael Coleman was involved in fundraising for the Towards the Funeral Course and he he we spoke to him last week, and he said he was driving home. And um, you know, there, as we know, there has been a lot of reports between Christmas and New Year um, about uh, uh, suicides. And he said he felt so moved, he actually broke down and felt he had to do something. So he um, drew up a letter with that with the help of um, a, a lobby group, and he he said he wanted to use his public platform for some good. So through social media and through friends, and uh, he's a huge following, uh, household name, and as you say, so from the likes of Tommy Bow, Rugby World, to uh, Professor Phil Scraton, highly renowned academic associated with the Hillsborough tragedy, um, right through to Carl Frampton, James McLean, there's a, a big representation of the arts in the community and voluntary sector either, so hundreds of names on that letter. And they're all asking Robin Swan, who has just taken up the, the health portfolio, he's the new health minister, to take urgent action and uh, make this a uh, priority in terms of looking at funding for uh, crisis intervention. And uh, in particular, they ask for funding to be specifically targeted at counselling and to ensure that uh, things no waits longer than 28 days because in all of this there's some brilliant services Frank out there but I think um, you know the, the constant theme is access and people waiting to see specialists and when you uh, when you become suicidal I mean experts would say that uh, you need you need that immediate access. 
it's such a difficult topic, isn't it? Even for a health minister to deliver on it because it's rampant in our society. And yes, all sorts of steps can be taken and budgets can be tweaked to react to the high-profile call from the likes of Michael and his friends or from people with a lower profile constantly calling. But is there any evidence to suggest that it will help, it will actually help when someone faces the darkness of that decision? Well, we have an interesting story in, in the Irish news today um, that is, it's, it's linked to this, and it's about children in schools, in primary school age, and how they, there's a study being carried out and it look, it examines how those kids who maybe are feeling um, bullied or have problems with self-image, social media is a big issue, and how only 1% of them turn to a teacher, the vast majority feel too embarrassed to seek help. And I think we really need to start in those early years to build up our kids, you know, to promote self-esteem, to make them aware that it's that there is an avenue that they can turn to a teacher or to a friend or someone, a, a, a responsible in, in individual um, to get help. And I think that's a really good starting point. And it's it's terribly sad that say the study's been, been carried out that so many, this is primary school age as well, and you know there are reports of self-harm at a very young age, and I think that really did change things that suicide of the of the young the reported suicide of the young boy um over over the Christmas period. But you know suicides here have remained uh it's around three hundred and seven. Our latest stats are from two thousand and eighteen and they have remained more or less at that. I think we're just hearing more reports about that. We have to re- be responsible in the media as well as to how we report um but it's clear that um there has been this uh, increase in numbers, certainly, or reported increase in numbers over the Christmas period. We have a new minister back. He acknowledges that mental health, suicide and substance abuse are among his key priorities. He has just dealt uh, successfully with seeing uh, the nursing strike, but it resolved that. Um, he's looking at waiting this, but I think this, this this also must be an urgent priority as well. It seems to be something everyone is, as you said, talking about at the moment. And I think that some sort of intervention and say, access is key. We spoke to Paul McCusker, I did an interview with him last year, um, a smashing counsellor, you know, very high profile, heavily involved as a health professional himself. And he was saying they were getting 20 calls a week into his uh, North Belfast constituency office for people who simply couldn't, who were put on waiting lists, who were desperate to get that help. And um, if someone does, as we, if you know, if you know anyone in that situation, gets to that point where they feel they do need to speak, and you know, it's just not that it's been proven that you don't need to have a mental health illness to become suicidal. That if you uh, do feel that way and you want to reach out and get help, and if it's not there, um, that that that's really critical. So. Um, he also has backed back those calls for some sort of um, a junior minister with a kind of uh, dedicated title to look at mental health. Uh, finally, Shaneen, do we really know if it's become worse in terms of these statistics than, say, back in the 50s or 60s? Or were people ending their own lives then and it was being swept under the carpet as an issue? Well, I think the whole area 
um, you know, it was back um, at, at that period and pre-troubles as as well. Um, you know, as we know, it was uh, still a criminal offence. I think it's new size. It was only in the in the uh, early nineties uh, decriminalised, and certainly uh, post conflict, we're living in a post conflict society. There has been this. I mean, it, there has been an increase. I think um, in two thousand and two thousand seventeen, well over four thousand deaths. You know, more than during the entire period of those killed during the troubles, but. Um, Unfortunately, um, we do have a role to play in the media as well, but people uh, and social media as well, um, is where there lies a great difficulty, where it has been seen as an option, perhaps. I know their um, father, Gary Donegan, spoke uh, at a funeral a few weeks ago of a young man who died and he said, you know, this is, it's, it's not an option, should never be considered as an option. That's what experts say and we, we all know that as a society, it is not an option. And for some people where there is this reported increase, are they seeing uh, an increase around them and maybe close friends or, 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 or colleagues that it um, it has become normalised in, in, in a vertical is where back in, in, in that sort of more conservative 1950s period um, it certainly wasn't it was a taboo, it wasn't talked about um, it, it, as I said it wasn't even considered legal um, people But that, very, just on that just on that, that's, that's bizarre isn't it, that it was mm. it was seen as a crime how on earth mm. it could have been seen as a crime but it was it was it was also seen by churches. I, 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 you know, I don't even know what the the teaching from a church is at the moment of time. I'd hate to think that it's still seen as some sort of a sin from from any from any church that is subscribed to in 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 this country. But but I, I could be wrong. I I, I believe and my understanding would be that it it has been removed from the statute of sin. Oh yes, oh it has, and you know, and people are, um, you know, they are given proper barriers. But interesting as a um, scenario we're, we're examining at the moment, and I look back at a story I did in 2015, and I spoke to a woman who, who had lost her son, and um, she was from um, South Down area, and she had said that when they were going to bury him, it's from a more more rural area, that the priest had actually asked her. Did they want? Did she want the word suicide to be mentioned um, during the funeral mass? And she said, "Yes, I do." You know, and she she wanted people to know this. And uh, so I still I think the stigma, as with mental illness, is still there. But certainly, we're in a very different time. We are in a time of uh, social media um, where uh, it is it is talked about much more. And, and as I said, it is quite it is alarming in that. People are maybe considering younger generations where they know so many of their friends who uh, are, are people connected to them um, who have died through through, through suicide. When certainly, you know, when I when I, when I was growing up in in, in Uri and as a teenager in my twenties, um, it's something um, that uh, you just you just didn't hear about. No, this is this is true. This is true, and it's still difficult to get some people of a middle age mindset or older. To drop the word commit, it's a, it, it it really yeah. narks me when people talk about committing suicide. But yeah. they, it's 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 ingrained in the conversation of some people. Yeah, yeah it's become it is yes, it is part of our, the vernacular. But as I mentioned, the media show we have very strict reporting guidelines around that, and uh, 
methods, etc. Um, we, we, we try to adhere to that and uh, we, I think the, the media we do, we, we have it. The Samaritans actually set down reporting guidelines um, when there was an incident a few years ago. And the media, you know, you look to other countries who have successful uh, suicide strategies internationally and the media is a big part of it. But I think it's right across the board, health, um, education, targeting those communities where we know, especially more deprived areas, that suicide rates, self-harm rates are much higher. We have to go and ask why that is. So, you know, to go back to that other story about um, education, primary school children who say they're too embarrassed to ask for help of um, a teacher or too afraid to turn to anyone. So I think it is getting that in there very, very early to ensure that um, the children know that it is okay if they're feeling down to turn to someone to get the appropriate help and to invest in them, to build them up. And um, But it's, it's right across society. It's not just the Department of Health. They can't lie at their door. It's right across all our, our, our government agencies. Seanine, uh, thank you indeed. Seanine Graham is from the Irish News. 02890-33105-077-66105-105. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 